Hello and welcome to Ray's Music Reviews, a podcast where we talk about music. Um, we are joined today by Jared. I, I, why can I never remember my nicknames? Like, I, I don't know. It's, I don't, should this podcast even have nicknames? We've been making the joke so far, so we are forced to continue it. Okay. Green Hobo Day Johnson Jared. No, Green Day Jared. We're oh. also joined by... KB! Yeah. KB! And I'm me. just over here sweeping a leg, guys. Ray. Ray. Of Ray's Music Reviews. The titular. Um, today we are reviewing Good Kid Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. This album has been called many things. Um, good. Good. Yeah, I hear that one a lot. Yeah. I hear when people describe this album, good is usually the word they use somewhere around the first one. Yeah. Yeah. They also call it like a rap album. Yeah. Also used to describe it. Usually By it's Kendrick good Lamar. Rap album. Yeah. <laughs> this is a 2012 would 2013 you, album? Would you say I know he had one before this, but this is like the major label debut. Would you say this was an album that really launched him? Would would you say that cuz you were like Yeah, uh I was I was somewhat keeping up with it at this point. I ended up catching this album pretty late, like right before like T-Pab came out. But this was the first time I had ever like heard of Kendrick Lamar was off this album. Like he had his Section 80 album, but this was the like this was like the major like breakthrough. If that yeah, makes right. sense. Like he he may have been known before that, but this was like and, and right rightfully so. This album's awesome. Well, and if, even if you don't listen to like, yeah, oh, if yeah, you, yeah. Even if you just listen to pop radio, Kill My Vibe would be there. Dude, yes. You know, that was crossover, you know. Yeah. Um, this album, it's pop rap. No, not necessarily. It's one thing, many, many, many things I like about this album is how it does have multiple, like, pop um, influences, but it also stays really real and grimy. Yeah. Like this thing has Drake on it, and it's still extremely. Um, I forgot about visceral. the Drake feature. I really did until it randomly I just heard it pop up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I totally forgot this guy was on this album. Yeah, um, Janet Jackson hook on um, Poetic Justice is there too. Yeah, another person that you wouldn't necessarily associate with grimy. No, nope. I mean it's it's. This album is so good. The, the production on it is is awesome. Would you call it a concept album? Yeah. Um, There's slightly, a story. It's kind of it's kind of a concept, but it's also like kind of yeah. yeah no, it's a concept. It's a yeah. concept. It's it's a story. It's a story. It's a it's a story. It's and that's because he's a good kid, and the Mad City winds up like scenarios where. The, the gangs in Compton want him to be a part of them, and the cops won't believe that he's not a part of gangs in Compton, and the girlfriend, or the and prospective girlfriend, and, and that route, all that stuff. Then the, the peer pressure he feels being in that. Yeah, absolutely. I would 100% say this is like a, a banner example of a concept album. Okay. Like, when, when I think, again, I feel like a lot of concept albums kind of fall off, but this one having, like, a complete through line, so nice. I especially love a lot of the religious imagery in this album. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's probably why uh, "Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst" is probably my favorite Kendrick song. Just period. Absolutely. Um, especially uh, the religious imagery more being invoked with the "Oh, I'm dying of thirst, I need holy water," but also the second beat 
which is the beat switch with the vocal lines. Yes. It's just so invoking of like choir-like imagery. And that's just, it's so good. And it's so, the story that it is being able to tell, it's like 12 minutes. It's two songs put together, but you can't really tell. Yeah. It, it feels like one, it does feel like one full package of a song. Just, just this giant monolith of a hip-hop song. Right. I want to say he broke the music videos up for those two songs, or for that one song. He, like, cut them in half, which I think I is thought cool. He, I thought he did that for you. He did do that for you. Yes. Maybe I'm thinking of that. But, um... Um, uh, one thing that I also really appreciate about this album is the features. Um, specifically that of... Uh, who was on Good Kid, Mad City? Oh, uh, let me pull it up. Uh, but, uh, I also Dre's really like Compton. Uh, yeah. That was great. Um, J-Rock on Money Trees was also really good. Money Trees is a standout for me on this. Yeah. Uh, just... MCI? Is that how you pronounce it? I'm assuming so, yeah. He, he set you up, because he knew who it was. He told me yesterday, I don't really know how to say that. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I, I'm like 100%. That's, and Schoolboy Q does the, uh, at the... He's on it a little bit. I know he does the yak, 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 yak uh, off Mad City. I don't know how much he's... I think he's like very briefly involved in the chorus, but I don't think he's on the song a whole lot. But Schoolboy Q rules. What happened to that guy? I don't know for sure. He came out with Collard Greens, and I feel like that... Collard Greens ruled, and then I felt like I heard nothing about him for the last like seven years. Hmm. Has he released it? I don't I, know. I don't know. That's uh, uh, Pharrell Williams as well on Good Kid. Now, Money Trees. I love Money What trees. do you think it means when he says, but the one in front of the gun lives forever? Uh, martyrdom. Right. The guy who gets shot winds up being hailed as... Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, the shooter is less than human to... One being shot is more. Yes. Is that did I read that right? You yeah, think? You I, feel I, like? I think so. It's one of those things, uh, like the memory of them will live on. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's relevant in a lot of ways in terms of just being sad that someone is gone while also being angry. Because when someone becomes a martyr, like they killed my brother, right? Mm -hmm. It's no longer, you know, I I have to get revenge. You killed my cousin back in '94. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All that, all that. I think it, it all ties in to that. That's why I really like that line. Right, right. I thought it's a, it's a wonderful track. Uh, peer pressure. It has that storytelling vibe. It it almost has that mixture of uh, almost a mixture of Big Boy and Andre yeah. in a strange way. I, I don't think I came up with that. I think I read that somewhere that it feels like the art of storytelling a little bit yeah. from from Cast. But it does. I like I like that track too. And if you can make me say Big Boy and Andre, and you kind of sound like them together, it's, uh, then you, you, you're doing you damn hit, good. You've hit a home run in me because those are two of my favorites. Do we have a Do we have favorite songs off this album? Um, Mad City might be my favorite uh, beat drop of all time. Dude, it, it, you're you're so right. It, <laughs> uh, I really like it. I really like the beat switch. Dude, when he says the, "wake," what you know, wake your punk ass up. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm in it. Uh, I like it. It's like a switch. The to strings. Old Do you think you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The strings. The strings. Ugh. It's. I mean, Mad Mad City is just. Just the three song run of Mad City, Swimming Pools, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst, 
is one that I will always bring up. Because I th- was Swimming Pools the big song off of this album? Uh, well, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. Yeah, I was thinking that that song was probably the biggest single. I mean, you just can't help in a current environment. That if you're dropping one like that, it's going oh, to slap for everybody. Uh, but I always uh, liked Backseat Freestyle. Swimming Pool, again, though, that's a party, that's a party song. Yes. You know what I mean? Kind of. People like, if that. you want to listen to a song that's critiquing the party you're having. Like, <laughs> right, but people, like, in a group environment will get wrapped up in the hook and not... It's like playing Say It Ain't So at a party. Like <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. Right. Y'all just want to dance. Yeah. yeah. Another call them back. Right, correct. Uh, I correct. really like Backseat Freestyle because of how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Like, it literally does sound like something, like, a 16-year-old would make in a freestyle. He, that's, what, that's what he talked about with it. He's just like, yeah, he got it in, like, his second take, and I was like, that's awesome. I love how rough it is. It's just, it's it's hype, man. But it, again, it's also completely ridiculous and over the top. It's a blast. I really like Poetic Justice, too. Oh, yeah. I love that hook anyway with that Janet singing, and it's just, it's kind of a little smooth thing. I want to give a quick shout-out, though, to the remix of Don't Kill My Vibe. With uh, Jay-Z? Because Jay-Z slaughters that verse. And, he, you know, he's pretty good. Then Jay-Z wants to be. Yeah. I mean, he sounds like he's crying, but other than that, he's pretty good. Yeah. That's the idea. <laughs> um, I really like Compton. The only song that w- kind of was was kind of lingering was "Real" for me, just because of the hook. It's just uh, uh, all right. It's just like I right. like <laughs> right, yeah. Like especially because it comes right after "Sing About Me." I'm dying of thirst. What do you think about the opener? The opener, Shireen, um, very unnerving. It just like the beat. Does yeah. it? Does it properly present an intro to the rest of the record? Uh, abs- oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It, it sets it off like the story should come from here. It, yeah, it, I'm dating it, the girl, and she winds up leading him into the peer pressure, which leads him into everything that winds up being the good kid in the Mad City. Yes. It, yeah. it, I think it accurately kind of frames it perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's, he didn't necessarily, you know, start out looking for... No, he was looking for her. Yeah. Everything else came out of that. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I love love the phone call, going to voicemail, and then the whole shtick about like the dominoes. It's, Ray Ray asked the, uh, the 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 question, the eternal did he, question. Did he ever get his dominoes? No, absolutely not. He seemed determined. Yeah, but no way. <laughs> no, Kendrick did not give him back his dominoes. Right. I can say that for a fact. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, confirm my theory <laughs> that that dude never got his dominoes. Right. I, I really I, I really liked um the specific line that he should have told his mom he was gonna catch his first case. I love that, yeah. When they talk about just like robbing that house and then the police like they take a right, a left, and then another right. And it's mm-hmm. just that whole that whole verse is, is so fire. Should have told my mama I was about to catch my first offense. Yeah. Right, right. So good. Just this this entire album, really. I mean, uh, do I mean Kendrick is, is phenomenal. Kendrick's a great storyteller. He gets across emotions really well. Just how he, how he felt in those moments. Just kind of uh, the perspective of looking back on it and realizing how foolish it is. Just like in, in three lines, he'll tell you what's happening, how he felt about it, and how he feels about it now. Like he'll just drop that. Mm-hmm. Constantly throughout the song. It's, it's really good. Which allows you to be a part of it evaluation process yeah absolutely uh, yeah 
I love Kendrick, man. Yeah. He just, he makes good music. What are you giving this thing? Um, probably like a nine. Give an eight and a half. Nine, probably only because it's. I just kind like of, of worse than T-Pap. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really the only reason. Yeah, uh, I really like Kendrick's other stuff. Uh, a little bit more than this. I even... Damn's kind of weird. I go back and forth on Damn on whether how good I think it is. Um, I kind of liked Damn a lot when it first came out. I really liked it, and then other times I was like, is it as good as, you know, Mad City T-Pav? And I, I, again, I just go back and forth on it. It's kind of like no. It's like no, but also it's it's. I really like like every song on Damn, except for a couple. I I I have I have I have thoughts on Damn. <laughs> I have Fantano like thoughts on Damn. You're giving it a seven. Well, no. I okay. Hear me out. <laughs> Damn has a lot of moments like love, where it's just like. I, I don't I really don't like Kendrick's voice on th- that song. That's fair. It's just like he sounds like he's making fun of you for listening to it. Like, I and, <laughs> it's just I don't I don't get it. And even like, humble is I I do kind of like humble, but it feels more like a commercial for the album than a song. In a certain way, where where it's just kind of like, dang. All right. But there are some stuff like XXX on it where I'm like, okay, all right, this this is <laughs> Dude, tri- triple X is is unreal, and, and Duckworth, and, where and he, Duckworth, like, and it's again that that's kind of what what throws me back on Damn is just like it, it's high points are crazy. I DNA like going back there there are there are there are more moments on, that I like than I don't. But again, there are there are some but, but, <laughs> some songs on Dan where I'm like, okay. To circle it back. Sorry. Kid Mad City. Uh, yeah, I just like his other stuff a little bit better. But eight point five because I think it's it's phenomenal. What about you? Said, I, I, I gave it like a nine. Nine. Because I, I prefer T. I give it just an eight. Just an eight. That's fair. We got eight eight to nine. We got that little chunk. It's still pretty good. Yes. I thought he did a good job of telling the story he was trying to tell. Absolutely. And he's talented, so therefore. Megaton. Right, right, right. Um, what did we listen to? Um, I listened to, uh, um, okay, funny story. Um, I used to despise Brave Little Abacus, mainly because of the lead singer's voice. Uh, now I have kind of reached uh, to a kind of a point of euphoria where if I think if you don't like Adam's voice, I think you are a coward. Um, the rush effect. <laughs> <laughs> if I think, if you think Getty Lee sucks, I hate you and you're a coward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I, I do like with Adam's voice. Like it's very nasally. Yeah. But like, okay, I have criticisms of a lot of emo bands, specifically like the Hotelier, who 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 do have na- nasally singers, mainly because the production on those albums is very clean. So it does, it just sticks out. With Adam, it, it just, the mixing is a lot thicker. So it, it makes it, it makes it digestible. There are also a lot of um, video game samples on it. Like, I think one song samples uh, Smash Melee. Uh, <laughs> what, what from Smash Melee? Like the, the... Like, I think it's like a, a crowd chant. Like, it, it, like uh... it, it does have a bunch of um, just samples of kind of video game uh, style things. Also, their other album, which was released in 2009, has a consistent theme where it samples dialogue from Akira. 
And um, I'm a sucker for stuff like that, man. I really <laughs> am. If I were to call them, if I were to say that they're anything to somebody who does, who has no clue who they are, um, probably I'd say like uh, they're kind of Midwest emo animal collective. Maybe. Midwest emo animal collective. I thought animal collective was Midwest. Well, they're not emo though. That's true. That's true. That's valid. Um, Mid- Midwest emo is is a different, distinct entity. So so yeah. Now now I just like kind of listen to this album daily whenever I'm playing a video game, uh, because it's very well done. <laughs> um, I also listen to um, I listened to two Kanye West albums because I knew he wasn't going to drop Donda. Um, I listened to Yeezus and T Lop. Um, Yeezus, I, I, I do constantly go back and forth on Yeezus, uh, though there, there are some points on Yeezus that I do really like, like, um, of course, New Slaves Bound To, I really like Black Skinhead, but it also has songs like I Am A God, where it's like, dang, okay. It's got, it's got some really high moments, I'm just not sure how much, like, the, the connective meat of the album <laughs> holds up to, like just other better stuff just stuff that i think does what it does okay better? i i will say to, to, if if you, like there is a point where a lot of the criticisms of this album are kind of unfair like it's not a death grips rip off no no like that's you're you're just being a snob to be a snob at that point but it does it does have certain moments again like i am a god like um send it up where it's just like Dang, all right. But it also has stuff that like Black Skinhead, Hold My Liquor, New Slaves, Bound to, like it, it. It. I still think it is a good album. When that album came out, there was a joke going around, uh, mostly Reddit, but just everywhere, where it was talking about the only good songs were uh, Bound to and what was one of the New Slaves. Yeah, like New Slaves and, and Bound to, and there was like a subreddit created that was just called New Slaves and Bound to. The meme got so out of control. Which, I, I, again, I don't think it's fair to the album. I really don't. Uh, but it was, it, I thought it was really funny at the time. That was one of the first albums that I, like, was paying attention for to, like, drop. I remember the first one was Random Access Memories, and then it was after that. Yeezus. And I wasn't blown away with either album, honestly, but <laughs> I, I've come around on Random Access Memories. Um, T-Lop is very good. I really like T-Lop. I, I especially like um, Wolves and uh, oh no more parties in LA is great yes. See, prime both like prime Kanye and prime Kendrick just together. really good yeah um I think that's about it I didn't listen to anything honestly I literally listened to this album a couple times uh, I've actually spent a lot of time watching movies so that's kind of been what's eaten up my time I could talk about movies, but that's not what this podcast is about. I, I've been watching. I, I've I've actually been watching movies too, like nightly. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to watch one every day. Yeah, that that's exactly. been my goal. Um. Uh. Okay. I said this on the podcast last time that I was going to give Wolf of Wall Street a chance. Okay. I watched it again. Really liked it. Okay. <laughs> I really liked because listen. All right. I watched it at a point I didn't know. I I had no context when I when I first watched it. No context. Had a really bad headache. I finished it at like four a.m. Now it was better. I like it. It was funny because it was three hours, but like stuff happened. 
there's something to enjoying not just movies but but even albums where the first time you experience something you have you might have like an expectation and it might live up to that it might not but you don't really know what it is until it's all the way through and then when you listen or watch it for the second time you kind of understand it and you understand what goes towards making it like that so yeah i recommend i always recommend watching or listening things at least twice also Pro- also probably my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio p- performance that I have seen. Just bar none. Dear God. Performance of his life. <laughs> also, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. Hey, sorry. Uh, they're releasing a new Prince song every week until the an album comes out that is... He had done an album, never released it. He set up a tour for the album. Something happened, he just chose not to release it and did the tour anyway and so the album's coming out with a it's an expanded deluxe edition that they're doing uh, I think it's next weekend where you'll get the record and then a couple of different uh, versions of a couple of tracks you get all kind of goodies inside of it too along with a concert Uh, so it'll be like two albums maybe three because one of them's a whole concert and it's called Summertime and it's just a nice little quick summer jam the other songs I've heard from this record are are pretty good so I, I imagine that the record will be good along with it's funny how they just keep finding but again there's supposedly thousands of Prince songs that he finished that he just never put out but this Which was actually those compilations though like the Pr- Prince piano record was they found in different periods of time right mm-hmm. like in one of them is clearly not truly a song it's called uh cold coffee and cocaine and he's like doing a jim uh a james brown impression as he plays piano talking about drinking cold coffee and cocaine right and it's clearly somewhat of a joke but somebody found it and they found these other songs like mother mary can you weep and they put them all together this was literally a record in its entirety recorded to be an album supposed to be coming out and he chose not to release it and did the tour instead so it's just done it was completely nearly, done. Nearly done. Or just completely done. Completely done. That's yes. crazy. Yeah, he just chose not to drop it. And then it, here they're going to put it out. It's called, uh, what is it? Something America. But anyway, like I said, I think it comes out next week. Now, I did get into a, there is a documentary about Anthony Bourdain coming out. And it has oh. caused some <sighs> turmoil in that a uh, friend of the show, uh, Professor Will Kennedy, uh, had mentioned that they took a computer, recreated his voice, and had him say oh. things that he never really said. He oh. wrote them somewhere, but he never actually said them anywhere. And is this Ooh. a slippery slide to deal with and all that? And we kind of went back and forth, and I don't think he realized I was kidding, as I'm not really for that either. And he, and he pointed out that if you're doing a documentary and you have his friend read his words, it can have more impact than a fake him. Absolutely. Correct, because it's a little disingenuous to think that he's saying this, right? I also hate that technology has gotten this far. Again, it, it was just I—I I can't stand. But I when told someone him. dies, they—they they do not need to be in a movie any longer. They do not need to be. in He said the same thing yesterday. Star no, Wars, I, I, Carrie Fisher. I'm going to go off of this. Yesterday, uh, the Beatles movie—they had—they kind of did this technology thing where John Lennon came back. It's weird. It's like okay, two things: a John Lennon died. So he probably shouldn't be there. And also, 
be Damn, spoilers. You know, uh, you know, Paul McCartney was sitting right over there going, I'm here, Doc. I'm alive. Could have gotten Ringo. Like, Could have gotten Ringo or, or Paul. It was his band anyway. Exactly. But the playlist that goes with this movie is incredible. It's got Funkadelic, Sonic Youth, uh, of course, the Beach Boys, the Gang of Four, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, the Talking Heads, Todd Rundgren, Elvis Costello, Iggy Pop. Stooges, Roxy Music, Hendrix, Queens of Stone Age, Johnny Thunders, Curtis Mayfield. It's crazy because, you know, he's a well-traveled man, a man who grew up in a time when music was really great, which music is always really great. But also in New York when he's writing the book, Kitchen Confidential, New York is alive with CBGBs in all of the music scenes and the dirt rock and the punk rock and uh rap is becoming a thing hip-hop is becoming a thing during this time period where he's becoming the chef in this in this huge city so it's kind of a neat thing to to listen through that and and the journey that can carry you on and i also told my friend will that i will not be taking him to the dio concert i'm going to because they you know do do they? they they had a dio concert where uh hollow hollow dio Yes. yes. They're going to do it with Whitney Houston. I just read it. No. The, it yes. You don't want to go to Vegas and see Whitney Houston? Dude, I, I will say. Not I, see, I, I see Whitney Houston? I can't get on this track because I hate it so much. I think it's disgusting. Really? When, the, just, when someone is dead, leave them alone. You like Their image is not yours to use. Is it okay, though, to, like, with Prince? Is it okay to go through his cat, his... I, his vault and just keep releasing music? No, I don't think so. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I will say maybe with like an album that is completely finished. I don't know. If like Mac Miller Circles. I, I think too with Prince though, I do think he knew this would happen. And he, I don't think he cared. You know what I mean? I think no, he... I think there's he, an aspect for that. I think I there's a, a bit of... fact, Prince. Anthony Bourdain would have hated this. Of, of him being reading Absolutely. dead. Absolutely, he yes. would have hated it. Whereas I think with Prince, it was almost <laughs> a joke to him that I'm just logging all of this music that you won't hear till I'm gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there, there's an element of, of that. It, it's, it's I, I do think there was a tongue-in-cheek thing with him that... Because I remember the one interview where they said, what What about supposedly... Uh, there's Miles Davis, he lived with you for like two months and you guys recorded a record together. What about... You know, when will we get to hear that? And he says, well, whenever you're ready. And they go, when will that be? He said, I don't think you will be. And he starts laughing. You know what I mean? And so I do think there was a, you'll get to hear it eventually. I don't know. I'll probably be dead, you know, but whatever. You'll get to hear it, you know. But I don't buy into superimposing a person. That's I will weird. say this. It makes me feel so weird. So what about weird when Tupac that you can, was live? I didn't like that live. At Coachella. It, it, can make me, it makes me feel so weird that you can look up Kurt Cobain on Spotify, and it's his unreleased demos and home recordings that he multiple times stated that he does not want people to see. See, to me, that's different. If it's in your will, you don't want it out there. Or if you if there's foot, if there is recordings of you saying no, And there, there was like, fair. okay, one of the magazines we have in there, um, it says um, something like, uh, live um, recountings or readings from Kurt Cobain's diary. It's like, right. what? Have you ever had Y'all anybody? This dude for have any? Has He's anybody dead, ever, bro. Dead, bro. Has anybody ever read your diary? Pissed you off, I bet. Yeah. You know. 
You know, and then here we are. Just yeah, it's oh, tough, man. I mean, that's like the weird thing with like Anne Frank's diary too. Yeah. Where it's just like this is just a girl who's keeping a diary. But aren't we thankful it existed? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's. It's yeah, it's weird, man. It's, Invading it's, people's privacy can be such a huge advantage for all of us. <laughs> yes, is that a note to end this thing? Moral of the story: you, Invade <laughs> people's privacy. We are here, and we are utilitarians. <laughs> we are hardline utilitarians. <laughs> now, um, what are we listening to next week? Um, next week we are doing Soundgarden Super Unknown. Really? Yeah. Uh, I guess. Dad, this is in your top ten albums of all time. I know. <laughs> you always mention this album. I was really wanting to do Spaghetti Incident. You know how it is with spaghetti, you know. <laughs> um. So I, I, I think that's can we it. do a covers a covers album sometime? Weezer's Teal album with the cover of TLC. I know, no I know the cover album I want to no. do. I want to do Rage's cover album. Not okay. next week, but someday. I was thinking you would be talking about like the Metallica one. No, I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that one? Is it even out? The, Meta- the No, the one where everybody else was covered. Metallica did oh, a Garage yeah. Inc. thing where they covered like Turn to Page and oh, stuff like that. Oh, okay. So and that's pretty cool, but I mean, I, I still hear that crap on a stuff on the radio yes so i don't necessarily need to hear that yeah for a week because i get it anyway. yeah but what about the the one where other people are playing their music yeah i'm good <laughs> <laughs> i like metallica playing metallica yeah you're right you know there's a pretty smooth i don't consider covers albums albums that's why i'm i'm so confused when somebody gets really angry at a covers album i'm just like i, I think you should listen to the rage against the machine cover album though that thing is off the chain is it them covering other people Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I know like they take Tom Job and just boom, Ooh. turn it on its head. Oh yeah. Uh. Anyway, I'm sorry. We'll, yeah, we'll do uh, that someday. But Soundgarden, Soundgarden next Soundgarden, week. Soundgarden, super unknown. Super unknown. Yeah. Not bad, Motorfinger. No. Um. So not louder in love. Is that a rap? Not louder in love. Uh. For Jared. <laughs> for KP. KP. And for me. Uh. Check out our friends at the Gin Project, G I N Project. The G I N N Project. Don't steal his. That's my gimmick, brother. Don't. His vibe. Why, why'd you censor it? The word is kill. <laughs> <laughs> Don't game over his Well, I vibe. didn't get to censor. I didn't get to censor the, the first word, so I censored one in the middle. Oh, okay. Quota. I'm at it. Yeah, the, the AEW censorship. <laughs> yes. they, they just completely missed the word and censored like two words later. <laughs> It's funny every time that happens. That way you know we cuss. Yes. Okay, so for copyright 2021, go home.